0: Hi, Motherboard Money listeners. So you probably heard this already, but on Monday, Vice Media LLC filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in the Southern District of New York. This is a money show, and it obviously affects our company, and it's actually super, super interesting. So I wanted to say a couple quick things about it. First and foremost, we're still here. I got a lot of texts from people saying, I'm so sorry that you lost your job. I'm so sorry that Vice dissolved. But Chapter 11 bankruptcy is a type of bankruptcy that's designed to save companies, not end them. So more or less, we're going to keep operating as normal during this process, which is supposed to end with a new company buying us. And the way that works is that the company is put up for an auction. And then Vice will essentially decide who it's going to sell itself to in a process that's being overseen by a judge. So as part of Chapter 11, the company needed to file all these documents that explained who we owe money to, how this happened, and the filings are actually really interesting. I wrote an article about it on Monday at Motherboard. You can check that out at motherboard.vice.com. We're hoping to get a little bit more in-depth into what happened on this show, but as you can imagine, it's been a bit of a crazy week and we ran out of time to do it. So maybe we'll get to that on a future episode. For now, we're releasing what was originally going to be our first episode, which is about eggs, which have literally nothing to do with Chapter 11 bankruptcy. But last week, I went on to Vice's Twitch show and started talking about egg prices somehow. And I actually told Dexter and Samir, our hosts, that we had a full episode about eggs, and we were going to shelve this episode entirely because it didn't seem that timely anymore. But the commenter started going crazy, saying, unleash the episode. So you guys asked for the episode. Here it is. So earlier this year at brunch, at bars, people were like, have you noticed the price of eggs lately? And I was like, not really. And when I went to the grocery store, I realized... The cheapest dozen of eggs was like seven dollars, which was kind of like this arrested development moment where it's like how much could a banana cost, Michael? I mean it's one banana, Michael. What could it cost? Ten dollars? You've never actually set foot in a supermarket, have you? Like, I don't know. I remember eggs costing two fifty. And everywhere I looked, it's like egg prices seven dollars, seven fifty. So I was like, what the hell's going on? So I started looking into it. The latest economic numbers show inflation is slowing down, but not for people who buy eggs. And everywhere, people were blaming two things. They are blaming inflation.
1: Higher feed prices. Um, our grain prices, our market grain markets, have hit some record highs over the last several months
0: and they were blaming the avian flu
1: it's the bird flu that's been going on across the country that's been impacting the prices in eggs the deadly strain of the virus can spread to a whole flock in days
0: and this panic over the lack of cheap eggs was leading to some insane knock-on effects shoppers are
1: taking desperate measures to find cheaper eggs
0: from raising their own chickens to smuggling across the border. I noticed the hashtag egg hustle on TikTok racked up millions of views. Nah, we're all out of rainbow eggs. I don't know, they're white and you can eat them. I'll send somebody out to the car in 20 minutes. I got you. But what we learned is that it's a lot more complicated than that. And in other ways, it's a lot simpler than that. The problem is not the bird flu or inflation. It's big egg. Just like big tech, Just like big telecom, this huge industry is operating from the same profit making playbook that we've been writing about for years. Hi, Dee.
1: Hey, thank you so much
0: for doing this, by the way.
1: Absolutely. Excited to be invited.
0: The other day, I called up Dee Laniga. She's a senior writer for an advocacy group called Farm Action.
1: Our main purpose is to take on monopoly power in the food system.
0: They wrote this letter to the Federal Trade Commission that we got a hold of, and the letter said basically that egg companies were making more money than ever. So I wanted to know if that was the case, like how they figured this out and why egg prices were actually so high and how could we fix it? From Vice News, I'm Jason Kebler, and this is Motherboard Money. So you, your organization is on the ground. You're made up of farmers and people who are very invested in this. At what point did you realize that egg prices were going up?
1: I mean, just like everybody else, we buy groceries. So a lot of us had to go to the grocery store and saw. Retail egg prices more than doubled for consumers since 2021. What was widely reported on was inflationary conditions and an avian flu. But when Farm Action looked at the numbers, we found ourselves asking if they were only raising their prices to cover these costs, why are they then simultaneously raking in five-fold profit margins?
0: What was the narrative that was saying, like, bird flu is causing egg prices to go up, and then what actually happened, as far as you can tell?
1: So, you know, the avian flu is real. It's the bird flu that's been going on across the country that's been impacting the prices in eggs. Here We're not saying the avian flu did not have devastating impacts on egg producers across the country. But the effect that had on production was itself blunted by record high, quote unquote, lay rates throughout the year. So ultimately, that means avian flu losses, they don't account for 138% price hike. And the other major excuse was inflation. Now, overall, we know that we saw and are seeing higher grocery prices over the last year. Supermarket shoppers sick of high prices are starting to reach a boiling point. I am not paying $4.79 for an apple, but y'all have lost your mind. But well, grocery prices overall were up around 12% on average, egg prices, again, have been up 138%. We primarily focused our research on Calmaine, which is the nation's largest egg producer.
0: CalMain Foods Incorporated, supplying eggs from California to Maine.
1: CalMaine's farm production and feed costs were only up 22% then in 2021. But Calmaine went from negative 16 million in 2021 to positive 300 million in 2022. So, you know, the reasons that we were hearing in the media about why egg prices were so high, inflation, avian flu, they didn't actually hold up as legitimate reasons for the level of price hikes that we saw. So we presented that information to the FTC in that letter that you mentioned.
0: So we've done a lot of reporting on inflation, like broadly speaking, across all sectors. And like a surprising amount of inflation can be explained in this sort of counterintuitive way where it's like, prices are higher because prices are higher, like prices are higher because corporations have decided to make prices higher because there is a narrative that there is inflation. And this is something that you sort of saw with CalMaine where the narrative has been that there was an avian flu or that there was broader inflation across the board. But in this case, it seems like the prices are higher because calmaine decided it could make more money by charging higher prices and then like inflation will give them political cover perhaps so i mean it, is that simplifying it too much or is that what's happening here
1: that's not simplifying it too much uh, <laughs> because it's not just calmaine and that's where the that's where the anti-competitive behavior comes in if it were just CalMaine raising its prices, what we'd expect to see in a competitive market is other market players stepping in and saying, okay, well, I'm going to offer my eggs for a dollar less, and they would they would take up that available market share. In the case of eggs, we would expect another egg company to put out more laying hens, to produce more eggs, to lower their prices, but none of that happened. And that appears to be a collusive scheme among these industry leaders, CalMaine Foods, Roseacre Farms, Hill Farms, and others, to turn inflationary conditions and the avian flu outbreak into an opportunity to extract egregious profits, which is outlawed by the FTC Act, and that is why we're asking them to investigate.
0: After the break, we crack Big Egg.
1: Say hello to a new era of mental health care.
0: How did this happen? Like, why is Cal Maine so powerful?
1: Well, <laughs> I think that um, our economic policies and agricultural policies really prioritize consolidation. And there has been very little regulation policing that. I can't speak to specifically Cal Maine's path to acquiring 20% of the market, but we see collusive behavior in the interest of excessive profit. Everywhere it is in every sector, um, because again, it is so concentrated. So, when there are fewer market players, that makes anti competitive behavior that much easier.
0: I think, just for listeners, and because a lot of them are coming from probably a tech background, it's like this reminds me a lot of our reporting that we've done in the broadband industry, where there's only a couple different companies. It's like comcast cox verizon a t and t a couple others. They sort of have like carved up the country geographically speaking, where it's like Comcast operates in philadelphia a t and t operates in a specific city, and it's like they very rarely overlap and so there's very rarely like direct competition between these companies in a single market, and they lobby together to create sort of market conditions where they are able to set the price and and you have to pay whatever price they say because that's your only option. And then when they are called out for this, when they're when there are consequences from the FTC, it's like it's a few million dollars here or there. It's like it's not even a slap on the wrist. It's like you said, it's like a spin in the ocean. And we've seen things like that with, you know, Facebook, like in social media. It's like they buy, they bought up all of their competitors. They have a giant army of lobbyists that have been able to create legislative conditions that are very advantageous to them. And then when there is sort of like any sort of inquiry into what they're doing, they end up having to pay tiny settlements or these small little penalties years after the fact, after they've already sort of concentrated market power and there's no first of all, there's no recourse from the average consumer, but there's not even recourse from other companies because they are so big that it's not like a new social media company can just like start in someone's garage and compete with Facebook. And I would imagine it's similar in the agriculture industry where it's like a random farmer is not gonna be able to say, hey, I'm gonna just go compete with Cal Maine on eggs right now. Like I'm gonna go undercut them on price and and have more supply than them and win this Kroger Albertsons contract. It's a similar narrative that's sort of uh, emblematic of how our broader economic system works. And it's like, it works the same in agriculture as it does in technology, as it does in social media, as it does in many other things, I would imagine.
1: That's exactly right. It's the corporate monopoly playbook.
0: So I guess... What is Farm Action seeking? Like, what does what would you like to see happen to address this problem?
1: Uh, <laughs> we really strongly feel that this isn't over until somebody investigates. And we really feel that the FTC has all the authority they need, including the ability to get monetary restitution for consumers from these companies. And we're really standing at the ready to work with them on this and future cases of corporate collusion.
0: Do you think it's something where, you know, these companies would need to be broken up or do you think fines and legal enforcement would work as long as the punishments are not $40 million? They're like larger than that for these big corporations.
1: I mean, I think that we're going to continue seeing symptoms of extreme concentration, like price fixing, like collusion until we have a more democratic, inclusive, and competitive, not just food system, but economy.
0: And yeah, I mean, I guess it's just like, it's so simple <laughs> on on some level where it's like, oh, bird flu, inflation, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like the egg prices are higher because the egg prices are higher. The egg prices are higher because this small group of companies that control an industry Have decided to charge more money because they can and because it's advantageous to them. Um, And I guess it's not surprising to me, but it is a little surprising to me that that explanation is somehow more complicated than bird flu or inflation.
1: Yeah, it seems odd that we would all be willing to swallow bird flu and inflation before we'd think, oh, the giant monopolies that have huge swaths of market share at their disposal are acting in their own interests to the detriment of ours. But that's what's happening. We we need to start believing that and uh, working to change it.
0: We reached out to Cal Main for comment. A spokesperson told us, quote, as has been widely reported, the principal causes of the increase in egg prices last year are the deadliest outbreak of avian flu in history, the highest inflation rate in 50 years, and the tragic war in Ukraine. They also said, quote, We do not sell eggs to consumers and do not set or determine the price that retailers decide to charge consumers. So since we've recorded this, egg prices have gone down back to quote-unquote normal, But this work is still important and relevant because the same sorts of price increases and profiteering happen over and over and over again. Farm Action's research highlights the problems with monopolies in the United States. We know that there's these big societal problems, but getting the FTC or any regulatory body to actually do anything about it is really hard. Because proving collusion is really hard. It's like we can't necessarily prove that Comcast is colluding with Time Warner or with Verizon or with any of these other big companies. And it's also something where anytime there's actually enforcement, there's also this huge legal process where companies can fight back against it or they can lobby to just change the laws. And so even when there's an obvious problem, like Facebook being a monopoly, actually solving that problem or getting the government to do something about it can be impossible even when it comes to something as small as the price of eggs. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Motherboard Money is hosted by me, Jason Kebler. It's produced by Sophie Kazis and Sheena Ozaki. Our senior producer is Julia Nutter. Our supervising producer is Ashley Cleek. Emmanuel Mayberg is Motherboard's executive editor. Special thanks to Roshan Abraham for his reporting on this story. Music and sound design by Pran Bandy. Fact-checking by Sophie Hurwitz. Janet Lee is our senior production manager. Charles Raggio is the VP of Vice Audio. If you like today's episode, please share it with a friend, or two, or three, or a dozen. Also, rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find stories like this at motherboard.vice.com.